Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where Sean Levine will step in the ring with Brennan Tobin in. You gonna fight me? Fight me! Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. Get over here! Did you hear that? Yeah. You hear your dog howling? Yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> Obviously disagrees with you taking Pena. <laughs> Every now and again, the dog has a bad dream, but usually it's not on the air. So, wait, the dog was sleeping and just like awoke with a nightmare? Yeah, because you were saying something silly about Conor McGregor being the best featherweight of all time. He was like, what is this guy talking about? So he was scared. He woke up. Don't worry, Andre. He won't say any more ridiculous stuff. With Andre the Giant Dog and Brendan Tobin, my co-host, I am merely Sean Levine. Let's go ahead and step into the octagon, lace him up, and fight each other. Um, now we know that Sean O'Malley's next fight is going to be against Piotr Jan. Who really saw that one coming? I think that Sean O'Malley has a shot. I'm going to play him as a big underdog. You going to fight me? Oh, man. I don't want to fight you because I want a world where, where Sean O'Malley is a star. Like, I want him to be what we all thought he was going to be. Um, but, you know, I, I think that he has not shown, like, that one-hitter, you know, knockout power in a while. And Piotr Jan's just such a demon. If you're going to get into a striking match with him, uh, as the fight goes on, I just think that's a tough ask for Sean O'Malley uh, to go up against him and 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 get the win. But look, man, I, I think he's going to shut a lot of people up if he does go get that win because I think most people don't think he has a chance. If Piotr Jan's so damn good, why doesn't he beat Aljamain Sterling? I don't get it. I mean, you mean the the second time around, right? Like, because the first yeah, time, I mean, he just had an oopsie daisy, right? But he did beat him the second time. Like Piotr Jan, it feels like. He was pound for pound top five not all that long ago. If he loses to Sean O'Malley, we look at both guys completely different. And maybe you're right. I'm just trying to talk myself into a world where Sean can win that fight. And then all of a sudden, I mean, then what? Like if Sean actually was to pull off the upset, then what are we talking about? Well, he's a, you know, Piotr's a weird fighter because like he is definitely a guy who will get hit early. And I think that does, you know, he, he kind of feels some guys out, but he's a lot like, you know, like Brandon Moreno's good like this too, where like he'll, He'll take a bit of a licking, and then he can adjust well, and it seems like by the end of it, he's hitting you with everything he wants to, and you're not hitting him at all. So um, I, I, I think that Sean's going to have an opportunity to win this fight, but we're going to need to see like the guy that we all 
you know, got hyped up on with with one of those just devastating shots early on. Like, look, dude, you're a very, very big bantamweight with uh, being, what, 5'11 and getting 135 pounds. Like, if you can get him on the, you know, use that range, get him on the end of one of those shots, you know, and, and hopefully end it in, uh, in early, I think that that would be a big statement for him for sure. If the feints work for O'Malley, I think we're going to know early on, then Jan might be in a little bit of trouble, but typically they don't work against him. Um, you're going to fight me if I say, and even though I do think that Islam is going to win the fight, just let us take that into consideration. You're going to fight me if I say Islam does not deserve the title shot. No, I'm not going to fight you on that. I think that it is a little bit too quick. Um, I get it. You know, sometimes things line up. They wanted to fight in Abu Dhabi, so he's a great guy to have there as far as, you know, wanting to put the title. But, yeah, I think that it's weird because he had – it's not his fault that the Daryush fight fell through. Like, Daryush got hurt. But, you know, then he teased us all, and he's like, oh, I'm going to – you know, who's the guy who's going to – was it going to be Gilbert Burns he was going to fight him last minute or something like that? And then he backed out, didn't do it. Um, and then Dana was like, well, after that late negotiation, he was going to make him fight Dariush again. So yeah, I, I think it's a pretty flimsy number one contender resume. And it doesn't mean he's not championship quality because, you know, if the opportunity comes, the opportunity comes like Khabib won it against, uh, Ally Quinta, you know, sometimes the chips just kind of get a little bit weird and wacky, but no, I, I don't think that this is the, the, purest path to a title shot for sure well the promotion's in a bit of a weird spot to be fair because the get like they've got him right now at some places talking to islam as as high as a minus 260 minus 280 i've seen in some places against the champion charles Oliveira. now Oliveira, this is nothing new he's been disrespected time and time again he's coming as an underdog multiple times even while defending his belt but bt like minus 280 for islam basically what i'm saying is People sound like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth when they say he's got fast shot to the title, you know, maybe a little bit too quick, maybe he's not ready, but then they also tell me he's a minus 280. What am I missing here? Well, I think this kind of goes like with the, that whole thing about, you know, grapplers. I think when when you have that ability to control people on the ground, it's like a math game. Like you just have to go win three out of five rounds and people think that you have this ability to go win rounds and not really be in danger. The thing against Charles, though, is Charles is going to be good on the ground. He's dangerous on the ground. So this isn't just your average opponent. Like, if you told me this was against Dustin Poirier, I get it. If you told me this was against Gaethje, I get it. But, like, you know, Charles Oliveira is going to have something to say about the two. He's also a very big 155-er. Sometimes he's not a 155-er. Sometimes he's a 155.5-er, you know? So he doesn't even like it into that light, that that uh, that limit. So for me... Um, I, I just think that the the guy, like you said, Oliveira has been disrespected, and because he is so well rounded, I don't understand the heavy favoritism here with Islam. It's not like he's going in there against a striker, which the plenty there's plenty of great ones. Michael Chandler, if he was going against Michael Chandler, if he was going against Poirier, if he was going against any of those guys, all right, I'll I'll, I'll hear you out. I get why the odds go the way they go, but Oliveira to me is a different beast. You have no problem shaming these fighters for missing a half a pound. If your wife has a weight loss goal and she comes to you and then you see her step on the scale and she's a half pound over, you still say, baby, you look beautiful. I've never seen you more beautiful. Or do you call her out and say, nah, baby, you didn't make that half pound? No, I say you look beautiful, but you're not the champion anymore. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, he doesn't even cut his bike. <laughs> rules are rules. Fair enough. Okay, then if you can't do it for your old lady, you can't do it for Charles Oliveira. I get that. Um, 
You're going to fight me if I say, if Nate pulls off the win, especially if Nate knocks out Hamzad, that'll be the biggest upset in UFC history. Wow. Um, <sighs> what are the odds at right now? Like, where's it line he's up? Coming in like, he's coming in as like, a, I think I saw like a plus 800 right now for Nate. Oh, wow. So is, is that... Because what was Holly? What was Holly? Holly was plus seven fifty, right? She's the current. Yeah, right around that? that same number. Yeah. But that was, uh, but that was probably just for this isn't a title fight, so that's probably why that's not on the list there. It's up there, man. I don't know if I can put it as the biggest, but it's it's definitely up there. I feel like I'm always like Holly Holm knocking out Ronda Rousey, like what we were talking about. She can go fight the man, and she can go beat Floyd Mayweather and all that type of stuff. That hype train was crazy. I don't think I'll ever be as shocked as I was that night. I mean, because like those were the nights where like I was remember when like UFC at a bar, that's an event. Everybody's there. Your jaw is just open. It's like, what did I just see? I just saw the baddest woman on the planet get head kicked to oblivion. But um, because even still, like if Nate, because like Nate Diaz winning, it's an upset. But he's going to get on that stupid microphone and he's going to say, I'm not surprised, mother bleepers. And you're going to be like, you know what? We shouldn't have been. And he's going to call for a championship shot. It's going to be unbelievable. The UFC is not going to know what to do. And Dana's no, going to call for He's going to call for Ngannou. That's what he's going to do. And he should get him. Like, honestly, if he takes out – if he takes out in impressive fashion the wolf, that he should get Ngannou. Um, you were talking about the night that Holly Holm kicked Ronda Rousey in the head. You're going to fight me if I say – I actually thought that Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunez is a bigger upset. I was more surprised to see that happen. Um, no, nothing's going to stop that for me. Just because, like, atmosphere, like, I was alone when that happened. So I just was just, like, I, there, I've, been, I, I've been around, like, watching the sport now. Like, I expect crazy stuff to happen. Um, When Ronda Rousey lost, I'm just, like, because I, I, Holly, because you, dude, remember, Holly Holm wasn't even that good. Like, she had, like, lost, like, lost a fight and then, like, barely won. And a lot of people thought she lost that fight going into the title shot. Like, I, I I had I thought she was gonna get obliterated. You know, we'll talk about fumbling the bag, and then just instead of waiting around on Ronda and letting your star build, she decided to fight Misha Tate. I understand yeah. that she didn't think there was any way Misha's gonna win that fight, but in hindsight, I mean, Holly really screwed things up. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like that, like the fact that we uh, that she didn't come back to, to we never got the answer for that either. Um, but I still think that. I don't know if she would have head kicked her to hell, but I still I still think that she would have uh, ended up uh, winning that one. Hey, let's get back to Nate Diaz for a second. You're going to fight me if I say if this is it for Nate, and let's say that Hamzat goes out there and wins, like everybody thinks he's going to. You're going to fight me if I say Nate has had a more impressive career than Nick. Looking back on it, um, it depends what you mean by impressive. Like if we're just going by. By wins, losses, I think I'd still go Nick. But I think that Nate, I think, was like a rock star with that Connor win. Like, I, I don't think that – because Connor was the biggest thing, one of the biggest things in sports, definitely the biggest thing in combat sports. And to kind of just upset him on short notice, I, I, I don't know if Nick's got anything that will ever will, – will top that. So – at that Maybe time, I, I would actually say that, 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 that Connor was not just the biggest UFC star, combat sports star, that he was like you were starting to say 
Yeah. One of no, the most recognizable people, like athletes on planet Earth. But also, I think that part of Nate's star is because he had Nick coming before him. Remember Definitely. when Nate when, when Nate went on Ultimate Fighter, just like, oh, I'm going on just, you know, just to be there. And then ultimately ends up winning the whole thing and becomes super popular in and of himself. Like, it's it's tough. Nick was great. And obviously well, they get all the strike force stuff, but I think Nate did it better. Well, let's also let's not forget. And Nick Nick had his career railroaded by that bull bleep suspension. Like that that was that was crap. Like you know that to to have something like that happen to him, and, and think about how crazy that is to be suspended that long for weed where we are today. Uh, you know, so that's a that's a that's a big hiccup, and and something that has to be recognized with his career too. I know what you're saying where we are today when it comes to weed being a big deal and legalizing all that stuff. I'm talking about when it comes to the promotion screwing a Diaz brother. How far have we really come? I mean, on the way out, they've decided yeah. that Nate, they could have they could have waited for Connor. They could have put him up against this guy or that guy. He's asked for so many different fights, and they decided to give him a Hamza Jemaya. Like, let's not pretend like the promotion's doing him any favors. But he also has to fight in Ganu. So, like, like you know, he's a, he, like, in fairness, they do, he's a crazy person, you know? So I, I feel like, okay, if you don't want to fight, we can't give you the heavyweight champion, Nate. Would you settle for a, a guy who might be not only a welterweight, but could be the middleweight champion? Like, how would you feel about that? And he's like, ah, all right, fine, whatever. All right. Speaking of big guys, John Jones calls out Curtis Blades. Does it feel like John's legacy might be tarnished a little bit? You're going to fight me if I told you that the, the longer he goes without fighting, the more I can bring GSP into the GOAT conversation. No, I mean, I don't have a problem if you have GSP there now. I think GSP has a, has a fine argument for it. Um, you know, this has been a frustrating thing that we've been waiting for him to be heavyweight for a long time, and this is as good as the heavyweight division has been. You know, like for a long time we were waiting for John because, man, we just need some life infused into this division, and now it doesn't even really feel like the heavyweight division needs John Jones. Uh, if anything, I think 205 needs them more uh, for for the, for their lack of star power. Like I would, if you told me right now, Curtis Blades versus John Jones or or Yuri versus John Jones, I think I'd rather um, go back down and, and see if he can reclaim his belt against Yuri right now. But uh, it's not a legacy killer for me. Like he still is the greatest of all time. He's still the best guy I've seen do it. But yeah, I am getting impatient. Like let's go already. While we're talking ghosts, let's step in the boxing ring for a second. You're going to fight me if I say that at some point, because of the money that's to be had, we're going to see Maymac too. We will see Floyd Mayweather fight Conor McGregor again. Yeah, I think we will because, first of all, a lot of this stuff doesn't come out of nowhere. The, the fight world is very small, especially the boxing world. People like to talk. And so the idea that this is being chirped about it, it actually, in a lot of ways, makes sense, especially if Connor is on the mend and he's not ready to throw kicks yet. I can see uh, him doing something in the room. I know Dano says, oh, no way, no way. Like, he'll, if he gets a cut, he's definitely going to get in on that. He liked, he loved it the last time. He'd love being part of it again. And, you know, you could always make the all right. Floyd's a little bit older. You know, he couldn't knock out Logan Paul, for God's sakes. Like let's go and see. Uh, let's go see if this this clown show is is fun again. It's not going to be as big as it was the last time around, but I will not be surprised if uh, if we get it again. Guys, okay, speaking of clown shows, you're going to fight me if I say that uh, Jake Paul, the train, is going to keep rolling down the tracks. He's going to knock out Asim Rockman Jr. No, you're getting, you're bringing up a lot of stuff that I'm not going to fight you with. Uh, it's just it's stuff that I'm you just kind of ho hum on. No, it's just like. 
I don't care. Who cares if he beats Hasim Rockman Jr.? Hasim Rockman was his dad was relevant 25 years ago when he beat Lennox Lewis and then had the biggest hematoma you ever seen in your life. So what does it prove? It made a little bit like it was a little bit more fun when he was gonna fight Tommy Fury. Tyson Fury was gonna be in the background. Tommy Fury is like a big star in the UK for reality shows. Love Love Island, by the way. Ekin Sue, you can go to hell this season. We know. Just the worst. We know the worst. Um, but either way. I, who cares? The whole thing is, oh, he could beat a boxer. So, like a boxer we've never heard of, great. Like the WBC came out this week and this says we're going to give Jake Paul a ranking. You're so shameless, WBC. Like you make a fake belt for every event. You make the money belt for McGregor and Mayweather. Have some pride, WBC. What the hell are you talking about, ranking? But how, how do you really feel? By the way, we got Yoadio Jacek's hematoma on line one as the biggest hematoma of all time. Uh, coming up next. We'll tap out best bets and let's get parlayed. You're locked into the BetQL Network.